0: We don't want to stray too away from, you know, our comfort zone. Um,
1: <laughs> so, yeah. We have a comfort zone. Something like that. We're going to find a sweet spot today. <laughs> Although, actually, I think everything's our comfort zone. I don't think we're ever uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> that, that, <laughs> well, is a, that is a fact.
1: I, I'll tell you where I am. I'm
2: uncomfortable not saying anything.
0: hence the 300 podcasts between us Um, (laughs) so so let's start another one do you know
1: what people like podcasts so let's make more of them
0: yeah hello and welcome you knew it was coming at some point today is that day the boys from the long snapper podcast have officially turned our hands to politics today i'm going to be joined by goliaths of the podcast (laughs) scene (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and by goliaths i mean they do a couple of podcasts that some people listen to Adam Foxcroft and Ross Milson. How are we, gents?
1: How is it, mate? Alright. Yeah. I okay. I'm still pretty I'm still 90% convinced this is all a joke. I'm not <laughs> sure what's coming. <laughs> was it is
0: anybody was anybody nervous?
1: No. Not nervous. Um, slightly puzzled.
2: No. That, that, that's, Yeah. Perplexed, maybe. Not not
0: nervous. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So um all right, so today we're going to talk about the current political climate. Now, before we begin, I'm going to preface that with a few things. Number one, none of us know shit about anything. And I want to be super <laughs> clear about true that. True fact.
1: That That's going to be the only true fact the, spoken of. Is...
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Like, we don't know nothing about nothing, Okay start there (laughs) Um, we are we're normal guys who get our information from the tv from twitter from newspapers other general media we have varying degrees of knowledge in this area but our vote all counts the same and that's where i want us to begin cool number two discussions may get heated it is an emotive subject we're not going to say anything with the intent of offending, but you may be offended. And that is fine.
1: I, I'd be surprised if, if Russ doesn't come out with a few things with the intent of offending. <laughs> no, see,
2: see this, is, this is where, this is where the problem lies because I never intend to offend anyone. I never go out to offend anyone. If people take offense to some of the shit I say, that's their problem. not my problem do you know i think there's jokes are still jokes you can say whatever the fuck you like right if somebody chooses to get offended by something provided i'm not directing something at you personally or you as a collective in a racial or homophobic or in in a way which i'm not going to do right because i'm not that person but i might say something that is you know that some people might not find palatable
0: and that is exactly why you're here But listen, listen. That's the point, right? We won. We won on this chat, and the aim is for a better understanding of each other. Politics and politics discourse is utter shit, and that is because people can't be honest, and people have agendas which skew the discussion. So I'm hoping this is an example of how else we can do it. And lastly, it's gonna be sweary like if you don't like that <laughs> this ain't for you um good so essentially we are doing this uh because and i guess i say we and i'm talking co- collectively but i'm you know i personally feel this way po- political commentary is is bullshit it is so unbalanced it feels like lies and you feel like you're boxed in no matter where you turn and people can't seem to find resolutions we can't compromise um and that's not to say that we're gonna do that uh but i guess i am and i hope we are committed to open-minded uh discussions right um lastly and i think it's important so one of my biggest frustrations like no one here is trying to win. The aim of this conversation is not to be right. The aim is to share thoughts, to share feelings, to share ideas, uh, and hopefully hopefully, learn a thing or two. Best case scenario, um, we hope to have a difficult conversation without feeling the need to kill each other or that we can't talk again. All good?
1: Yeah. Oh, sweet.
0: So uh, with that said, I think it's important when discussing this type of subject matter that you kind of have an understanding of where the person who's sharing those opinions comes from. So, Russ, politically, <laughs> how would you describe yourself?
2: Um, <sighs> Almost entirely apathetic, I think, is probably the first way to, to describe myself.
0: Really? Um, that surprises me.
2: I don't really care. which is which which is odd considering I'm now going to spend probably the next hour talking about it but I suppose in answer to your question politically I grew up in a um, very middle class household, cul-de-sac four bedroom, double garage you know white middle class family never waited for anything and as we've discussed privately and semi-publicly what would what what some may call privilege right? i I'm not, gonna shy away from, well, <laughs> I'm not i'm not gonna shy away from that you know i i, yep, yep, I, I yep. didn't go away from anything i went to a you know i had a, a senior school comprehensive school right next door to my house but i chose to go to a school 20 miles away because it had better sports facilities and got to go on rugby tour to south africa and you know got to do loads of amazing things because i was afforded to because i was in a privileged position right I'm, I'm not going to shy away from that my family um whilst having too many political discussions or being heavily into politics we've always been what i would probably describe as slightly right of center mm-hmm. so we've always been blue mm-hmm. like i've 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 always voted blue for partly no other reason than that is what I've always done, right? That's what my mum and dad had always done. And that's just, you know, it wasn't even the fact that I was, you know, brought up as a Tory or as someone who was a staunch Tory or whatever, just kind of did it because that's kind of the way I lean. Mm. So that, I think that answers your question. I'm not particularly p- political, but my persuasion is slightly on the right hand side of middle i would suggest
0: that tory thing yeah would you say it's kind of the words i'm feeling are like identity and culture would you say if i said that that was a part of your identity culture and i don't mean that specifically but that's kind of i don't have better words because when you're saying like kind of just did it because my family did it and it's kind of like i was almost in my mind thinking it's just what i do what we do and you know do you get what i'm saying
2: I do. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't say it was it was naturally, you know, naturally cultural or naturally, you know, part of my identity or my fa- like my moral fiber. Mm. It just it it's just so happens, And once when I started being able to so my first election would have been. Where were we? So it was there was 97.
1: So you say el- election or oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah.
2: I mean, it, it's possibly these things are these things are combined. Um, no, my first my first eligible vote would have been 2002. Is that right? 97 was Blair, wasn't
1: it? So 2001, mm-hmm. uh, 2001. I'm here for the facts. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> so, so,
2: well, there we go. So 2001 would have been my first eligible um vote i was in the raf so i was i was in the military at the time um the labor government at that time we just you know we'd not long gone back into uh, war with a rat or we were we were on the 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 cusp of it anyway um tony blair was it was new new labor things can only get better and and all of that sort of shit (laughs) and um
0: good old days.
2: The good, well, yeah. I mean, some might say, yeah. but they were, <laughs> you know, looking back, were they? They were just different days. Mm. But, you know, it, the Labour in those days was, was very much all about supporting America, very much about, um, you know, riding think- on their coattails to a certain extent and... By the same time, trying to withdraw funds from the military.
0: Okay, before we get into more deep political political chat, uh, we'll do profiles. I'll go next. Me, uh, I'm a lefty, vegan, socialist. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Why <Where, where laughs> yeah.
1: does a vegan come into this? <laughs> I said it. I said it. I said
0: it for that reason. To be that guy. Uh, I collect trainers. I like comics and collect clothes. I'm martial arts instructor. Uh I mean, and I'm a I work for the local authority. I'm a trade unionist. I chair my local trade union branch. You know, you can see uh, you know, where 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 my colours lie. Um, my household, my mum was a social worker, I work in social care, dad was a tradesman, very working class, working class area. Uh fortunate really for you know third gener or second generation black boy in west london um we was lucky you know we still we had free bed semi mum and dad split up had to move a couple of times lost the house whatever but not you know always had plenty um but very much work class very very much left and always been politically engaged i used to do youth parliament and shit. uh worked with worked with kids since i was 16 years old so that's where I'm coming from
1: when you hear me talk, Adam. What about you? I think some some of what Russ said about how he's brought up. I mean, it won't shock you to hear that um, there are similarities. Shut uh, up, my... <laughs> um,
0: Adam. Tell me about the council estate you was raised in.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Um, you know, the someone had a dog. Um, you know, what can I say? Uh, but I, th- I think I. I diverged. <laughs> um, just a little poodle, you know. Um, yeah, I, I diverged from the sort of mindset of this is what my family was. I mean, my, my parents weren't both, were not both Tory voters. One was, um, well, and still is. Um, the, the other uh, used to vote, um, it wasn't Lib Dem at the time. I remember being a kid um going with my mum. Uh, to vote and she voted for it would have been the sdp and david owen back then so before before the dems merged Uh, so she was very had very different opinions politically to my dad um but yeah i'm I'm, unfortunately she wasn't she wasn't around as, as long as my dad um but i i i was i was never like i found politics interesting i found I always found general elections interesting in a in a geeky way. Shock, I know. Um, so, at uh, the same, how as many people voted? <laughs> <laughs> Similar to Russ, I two thousand and one was the first general election I got to vote in. I missed the ninety seven one by about two weeks, which really annoyed me. And uh, and because you you want you want to be able to vote, you want you want to be able to use your your democratic right. Um, but i I think in probably 10, fifteen years ago, I just sort of snapped out of this is this is what I am and just form my own opinions about stuff and um, which which keep evolving. I mean I I'd, I'd probably describe myself as I probably used to describe myself as center center right, a bit like Russ, but when I've done these because they are all sorts of like aptitude questionnaires out there you know, phil answer these questions about your opinions and we'll tell you how to vote that kind of thing um i always end up on the left side of center when i've done those so it, it's, uh, yeah I, I guess i guess center it's funny how where people perceive themselves and but actually when you you drill down into their opinions and what they think is important it isn't necessarily the same politics is it's like it's a bit like sport you've a lot of people support a team and if you delve into the reasons for that, they they don't always make sense. And <laughs> like politics, I don't, you, I don't think people should support a team for life, regardless, because they change. Like and... oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Russ is
0: four years in and twenty nine teams. Perfect. He's doing. <laughs> He's making his way. Um, but you know what? You make a good point. And uh, you know, Adam uh, alluded to this earlier. The, the russ is here because you know i'll I'll be quite honest trying to have any type of political discussion for myself with anybody who i deem to be on the right clearly on the right right not that centrist position there that's a different ball game adam i'm looking at you um but who are Definitely, in my view, and I know how Russ described himself, then, Adam, you talked about perception, and I do think that's important when discussing politics. Somebody who I believe is on the right has different views to me, generally, ideologically, um, yet I feel comfortable that we can have some sort of balanced conversation, because that just hasn't been the case. And I have tried, and I've shown you guys the evidence of that. I've attempted to have these conversations (laughs) with um, with others, and it just hasn't panned out. So... um, uh, that's why Russ is here, Ad, um, as well as being able to chuck in his own opinions, as, as a guy who does 27 podcasts is obviously going to do, um, <laughs> he's going to make sure, or not make sure, because facts don't actually matter, and I'm going to tell you why, um, but he's going to try and identify some factual information, because there seems to be a complete lack of importance of facts. And, and ultimately, if this, we're talking about people's opinions and how people feel, facts don't always matter.
1: Do you, do you know some, something i yeah i can i can correct russ on the date of an early noughties general election but i don't think i don't think there are many facts to this and i was think, i was thinking about this during the day like what's what's going to come up that i'm going to have to fact check because honestly i think 90 95 of this is opinion um even things that should be facts you know did did boris johnson commit this horrible deed well maybe People don't really know um because ev- everything's shady and all sorts of things g- go on that we don't re- we don't really know about. We might think we know, um, but you, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 mostly opinion, and that's so, that's what elections are fought on fought on. You know, it's so hold what your horses, you believe?
0: Hold your horses, Adam. We are going to get exactly there. That is, that is <laughs> I, I hope we're going to touch on exactly that. Um, but first things first, the world is burning, guys. pound is tanking highest interest rates since 1989 a predicted deeper and longer recession
1: i'm going to call you out on that fact immediately i think it's the highest interest rate since 2008
0: no highest interest rate hike if you're going to do the job you're going to have to pay attention my friend (laughs) um and deeper and longer recession since the 30s so so, my, my... my
1: second fact check has just been debunked. <laughs> I, I must well go that's early
0: it. doors, get the mistakes out early. That That's all way finish strong. <laughs> um, so I mean, three leaders in three months. Uh, the one of the most senior parliamentary offices, or uh, uh, get your words right, one of the most senior. Members of Parliament has declared he's going, and I'm a celeb. <laughs> Boys, what the fuck is going on, can, Russ? Can we, what's your we take?
2: Start, can we start there?
0: Because yeah, there was there was
2: a guy who set off an explosive at uh, an immigration center in Manston earlier this week or over the weekend. Fact check. <laughs> um, and and. That you know, as far as newsworthy events go, should be right at the top of the fucking tree, right? Big so place. why then? So why then is everybody you know it, get, it got mentioned when it happened, and obviously in dispatch you know in dispatches previously, um, subsequently, but all that anybody wants to talk about politically now is Matt Hancock going into I'm a celebrity, which it's not even fucking, it's not even relevant right he's he's not in the cabinet anymore he's he was ousted fucking ages ago for being the best part of um oh god I can't even think think of the right word you know the level of word that i need to describe him um but let's not forget that Nadine Dorries who is the biggest fellator of Boris Johnson mm-hmm. was in the same position not as health health secretary but she went in i'm a celebrity and has come back and is you know now back working in government
0: i mean i agree with you uh i mean so i guess we can let's 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 do that and then talk about current actual politics but you know adam you touched on it and ross you're talking about how the media coverage i mean there's just for me that's part of the issue, right? That's one of the reasons that I want to have this conversation is you never know what the fuck is going on. The, the conversation today, we hadn't heard anything about borders. Bravman starts talking mad reckless and now borders are on every news outlet you can look at. It, it's it, it just feels so contrived. You feel like you're there's such a, a lack of belief a lack and and everything is gray
2: so this is where this is where my biggest problem lies with politics in general i think is that not enough people outside of a very small minority that that pay very close attention and that are passionate about it know anything about us included right as you as you alluded to in in the introduction so we consume our political information through whatever narrative is being forced down our throat by the mainstream media in general if you if you look at some news out they'd have you that the covid pandemic is still a fucking massive problem and there's two three four five million cases every day or whatever whatever they're saying how they can come up with that, I don't know because nobody's tested anymore unless they're going. So they're just extrapolating numbers upon numbers, which makes no sense, right? So that, that's one thing. And, and I didn't want to make this a COVID thing, but it, it's relative to the, the narrative that the media push. So one day it could be COVID's on the rise. We've all got, you know, we might go back into lockdown that we might do this. And there's talk of that. It's all bullshit to get a reaction from people the same with with bravaman and and borders the same with um uh sunak and his wealth the same with starmer and his you know his previous um occupation within the the justice um division and you know the frustrating thing is
0: as a no country, but you can't be sorry let me stop you there Starmer's not the same you can't describe Starmer who did an actual proper job no, with no, the no. rest of them what
2: like defending Jimmy Savile but again we, I didn't want that's to exactly, that's that's
0: another factless bollocks he didn't no, defend anyway, Jimmy Savile any,
2: anyway right not you, anyway
0: it's important
2: it, it, no but they're all they're all, in general right and, and I only I don't
1: it, I don't, it, don't I, want to google whatever I have to google to fact check that
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but what what I'm trying to say is Craig it's it's all narrative based it's all narrative and people will only believe what is being thrust in front of their face on mass, unless they've got the time and inclination to delve deeper. So the BBC will push one narrative why ITV are doing another while channel four are doing another when you've got the guardian and saying, you know, lots of, whatever the guardians say you've got then the times <laughs> and the telegraph i don't read any of the newspapers If i keep thinking oh is the guardian really liberal and left are they like right over there and then the mail is like really on the right you know it it whatever you choose it's like echo chambers right you will read the paper that you want to read if you if you are and please correct me if i'm wrong because i probably am but if, the, if you're a guardian reader and you are on the left and you yep. read the guardian
0: over right? here yep.
2: over here, and you're talking to somebody who reads the daily mail
0: can't who's... do it can't have a conversation right. mate they're fucking idiots
2: my but but my point my point exactly right so yeah but, but the mail the is pe- a shit but, but no, rag wait, wait,
0: and the guardian wait, wait. is an actual paper
2: <laughs> right so but but this this right is so exactly let me let me come no, no, in no no, no no let me finish because this is exactly what i'm talking about right yes they're, they're both pushing an agenda. You're saying the mail's a shit rag. I don't disagree with that, right? I don't disagree that any of the, the, the mainstream media, all of it, I think is fucking utter contrived bollocks because it pushes a narrative. It wants to push be that the guardian being softly, softly or very liberal, very this, very that, or the mail saying, get all the fucking. I get you carry on. No,
0: carry on. Uh, on. This is what, this is why we're here. But, Do this but, shit. But,
2: but people will, you, you won't read the mail because you're telling it's a shit rag. But people who read the mail aren't going to read the Guardian because they can say, oh, it's a fucking shit, it's fucking Luro It's all fucking liberal lefty shit. Are you going to fucking read that? What's that <laughs> accent? I don't know. But <laughs> Somebody but, call Mark. <laughs> but, 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 it's, it's echo chambers, right? People only exist, tend to exist now in their own echo chamber and they're not prepared to have an open discussion. And you'd go, you know what? Actually, we can have a discussion, we can disagree. And then we can both walk away and go, oh, well, you know, we can't, we're not falling out. We're not having a fight. We're not fucking doing whatever. You can have an open conversation and talk about it.
0: Right. And I I get you and I agree in essence, but here's the thing. And this is what drives me fucking bonkers. Firstly, the idea of influencing people through media is not a new one, right? it's happened since the beginning of time, you know, once upon a time, people were walking around handing out leaflets, then they started making billboards, then we started going to clubs, then you whatever, like media to share a message to influence people has always been the case. What we've seen, and the thing that I cannot stomach is what you're describing, in which nothing can be trusted, and and people do what you just did is it okay but the guardian's done this and the dama the guardian has legitimate reporters evidence-based information they do actual journalism and the mail are charlatans and populist pricks who prey on people's most innermost uh fears and and, and and emotions. No, no, let me finish now. No, let me finish. Opinion. And yeah, no, no, factually. And this is what I'm saying. It's not an opinion because they're not doing in journalism. The amount of times these papers are caught up in ridiculous scandals and ridiculous uh, retractions and having to, but you don't know that. But that doesn't happen for The Guardian. This is what happened. This is, and this has happened under a Tory government. No, never before have we seen um, the level of corruption. Uh, they They own all the media. You, you, you can't it's it's not apples and oranges, it's not the same. You cannot, it's like with people it, like in, in politics. You are oh, they're all they're all the same. Okay, I'm no fan of Keir Starmer. I fucking can't stand the man centrist. But it comparing him to Boris Johnson is fucking madness. How if I'm here, how dare this man has been sacked multiple times? This man's been caught in scandals multiple times, this man cheats on his wife all the time. This guy lies in parliament and we can't say he fucking lies all the time. I went and ran a real fucking public service at the highest level. And okay. I happen to be at the director and in, in, during my tenure, something happened of which I had nothing, no direct involvement. And that's what you're going to stick on me, the guy who, who did it prosecute Jimmy Savile. It's fucking balmy. And that's my issue. There isn't, it's not balanced discussion because we're not comparing apples and oranges. And that's what happened under the Tory government. Never before have we not been able to verify information, not be always call, just say it, say it the most and say it loudest. It's fucking bollocks. And it, 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 that has to
1: change. So here's, yeah, I mean, I'm not fact checking any of this. I, I, yeah, suddenly I find myself dragged into wanting to voice an opinion. Um, do I? Do I think Craig that the Guardian is a million times more reputable than the Daily Mail? Yes, 100% agree with you. But at the same time, that is opinion. Like there is, there will be a bad Guardian journalist, and there will be a good Mail journalist. These people will exist. I'm not saying it's the it's the norm or the the trend uh, but it it's it's a uh, it's all perception i mean i yeah the using the word charlatans to describe the daily mail i don't disagree with that at all um but it's it's all opinion or well or it's but a lot can of, it
0: be opinion when the daily mail slap on mega markle's face and say oh um uh Harry's never been the same since this, wh- wh- whatever came to town. She doesn't know how to dress, but slap on Kate Winslet, who's doing exactly the same shit, and be like, "What a great example to our daughters!" Like it, it's, fu- it's, it's, it's in our face. It's obvious, and you can't say anything so... for the for the for fear of, uh, you know, how can I prove that? Similar, like microaggressions, isn't it? You can't, you can't prove it, but we all know it's fucking happening.
1: No, what, what? Let yeah, I've tried and clarify. Yeah, I don't. Do I think that's acceptable? Of course not. Um, do I think that the Guardian would ever do a similar thing? No. Uh, but equally, it's not you know every single every single article that goes through that publication is this or every single one. I, I'm just saying it's 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 opinion. There's a there's a general trend. There's it's not just how a how a newspaper leads politically either. It's just some some of it is just standards of journalism now. Um, there have been left-leaning red tops that are equally in the gutter as right-leaning red tops, and um, mm. that will come up with just absolute, yeah, not even necessarily politics-related, just horrible journalism, um, and that that will always exist because, sadly, it's sensationalism, and people people will buy it, people will read it. There are people with extreme opinions out there that will see a Daily Mail headline. And think, yeah, I want to read that. I want to, I want (laughs) to, whether they believe it or not. um, And that's true with people.
0: And that then gets taken as fact, and we end up in this bullshit cycle where we're just not talking about the same stuff. So, with that said, let's agree that media is a real fucking issue. And I'm sure we'll come back to this at some point. But uh, let's talk Tory government, current performance. I mean, three (laughs) leaders. Asian first asian prime minister lots of uh progressive argument not only asian there's a number of uh you know uh, some i guess ethnic minorities on that front bench so you could make an argument for progressive <coughs> uh, uh politics however the in my view this can is can i say opinion. something
2: controversial
0: oh please russ <laughs> it's why <laughs> you're here <Yeah. laughs> so
2: so the div- the current diversity oh no <laughs> within the tory government is nowhere near as as diverse as what i would call the potentially the white uh from Bench of the Labour government, uh, the Labour opposition. I would suggest, ethnically no, but in diversity terms, the front bench of the Labour opposition is more diverse than the uh, the Tory front bench by population. Not ethnically, just in general diversity.
0: What, what what's controversial about
1: that? What are you saying?
2: i'm saying basically that the, i don't think that's as controversial white...
1: as you thought it was
2: yeah no i don't think it is um yeah. but i thought what
1: are they, you they're, of, are they're you... essentially
2: they're essentially black and asian um eaten toffs is what i'm saying <laughs>
0: the, they, yeah they, yeah, yeah. yeah okay that is controversial boom Well, like so we say we, what do you mean about that because uh a it's labor MP said something exactly the same
2: so, so what I'm saying is just because somebody's got a different colour of skin doesn't make them any, any more diverse.
0: Big facts. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. That,
2: That's- that, that, is, that is what I see, right? Rishi, when you've got a prime minister, yes, people may say this is a massive step forward for British politics, having the first Asian prime minister. Anyway... It re- it really is right, hmm. but that's bear that in mind. To saying we had our uh, a third female prime minister who was a fucking amoeba, right? <laughs> Waste of time, right? But just because the guy is Asian, right, or as you know of Asia, Asian heritage, he's as British as you were right, right? Hmm. He went to Eton, he did all those all those things. His ne- the the thing that winds me up the most. Talk about, you know, he's, he's going to, he's, no, I want to say this properly. He, the thing that was, remember his, when when people start talk, talking about his net worth and his family's net worth being worth more than
0: the king, the king. and the royal family,
2: <laughs> that. It's that nuts. Of, it's how fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. So but with that in mind, how far out of touch, right? How far out of touch? Not just the Tories, but we—I w- will label the Tories of this because they've uh, in, have been in government for the last twelve years—is politicians in general, mainly the Tories, are so far out of touch from normal people, the common man. What needs to be, what needs to happen on the street? Not and uh, not just the street, the, st- the street for for the layman. Right, they're so far out of touch, and they think they they think they know. They think they could pretend, but ultimately, what they're doing is is generally looking out for their own interest. The people, reg- regardless of of again his ineptitude, quasi Quarte when he did that mini budget, and there were leaks or whatever to City Trading. And I've got no doubt there are a lot of people with inside knowledge. Of however illegal it is that made a fuck ton of money when the pound crashed. No doubt. Yep. Right? No doubt. And that is jobs for the boys. That's mate, that's mate. They they are getting that information and they are looking, make no mistake, they are looking after each other, not looking after us.
0: So um I'm so glad you went there because uh, I forget who it was. Adam, this is a job for you. Uh, but one, a Labour MP was effectively, I'm sure she was suspended because she straight up said he's not a black person. He was not a real black person or something along those lines, talking about quasi quieting. And, and, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't say that because I think that's an issue in, you know, the black community in general. Just because you...
1: you Rupert uh, Huck,
0: that was. Thank you very much. Very um, because you... You know, just because you come from a you know good background, you go to a private school, you can speak well. I don't think that eliminates your blackness. What I think does eliminate your blackness, and this goes for him, Preeti Patel, Suella Braverman. They should call her Suella the Black. The woman is such a mean spirit you thought pretty was bad boy she said hold my beer it is such a mean spirited so and so
2: you've got to ask yourself the question how how is she back in the home office a week after a week after resigning for breaking ministerial code the reason is because she 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 set the whole thing up well (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, that and you—you you throw your support behind. That's how any of them get to fucking jobs in the cabinet. Well, anybody that might vote for me, I'll get all my friends to vote for you. But for, in exchange, I want a fucking job on the front bench.
0: So and. Um- and exactly, and you got, and just look at their politics. Their politics do not benefit people who look like them. They never make a coherent argument for people who look like them. And I think what you touched on, whether it's about having the amount of women that Labour do on the on their front bench, but also the backgrounds. I'm a big Angie Rayner supporter. Yes, she has her uh, problems, but I, I was at a Unison conference where the woman spoke, and she's from social care, and she has a true working class background. And I want to see her her win um but before i know you want to come in but i want to ask this question when we've just had that conversation right you've got these rich motherfuckers blatantly and it's not the same you you okay cool i'm not saying that lay part i'm not a lay party member i'm not a lay party supporter anymore i'm green party but we know that there are flaws on both sides right that's a hundred percent but that elitism shit that's the tories it always has been the tories where they scratch backs and bend over and keep the, and keep it going in it and 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 so why why do people like you, Russ? And I mean this like even more. Okay, I know that you 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 you're you're probably more middle class than you, but you're. I would. I'm making a, a judgment call here in that you're historically your family would have at one point been working class. You've got a lot of goods. Uh, you know, I I think you respect and have a lot of. Uh, I uh, what's the word Uh, not camaraderie but you you, I guess you you appreciate what working class is and respect what that means. How how can you support a, a party that are clearly fucking all of us who are working class?
2: So, so let's be let's be clear. At the moment, I don't I don't support anyone. Right in the past, at the last election, yes I voted Tory only because at the time and we've discussed this probably it's so 2019
0: most... to be clear 2019 you yeah, voted,
2: yeah, yeah, voted Tory uh, after and... Brexit after Brexit
0: that's fucking wild to me
2: yeah but I I couldn't I couldn't imagine and I I don't think at that time and in my personal opinion that Jeremy Corbyn was an electable candidate. We've been through we've been through this. We've discussed this, right? Can, I, can in I my just, opinion- can I just
1: jump in quickly here because this is a this might be a tangent. It's not necessarily meant to be if so apologies. Um but I'd like Craig you just mentioned that you're a green supporter and that the it's, all, it's it's all about the Green Party. But they're not going to win the next election um and so going back to I i never said Russell, that was where i was going to vote no 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 yeah, yeah okay but like if everybody yeah ultimately there are only two parties that are going to win the next general election well maybe one to be honest uh, but um 2019 there are... like how many different candidates can you vote for that actually might might win something i don't i'm not saying that you necessarily should do that but there's a different how people vote in a general election can be different to who they support and what they believe in because they think it's the bigger picture and what might be the outcome um, across the whole country, not just their their own constituency. Um, yeah, because so-
2: ultimately, you can, you know, if you, if I was going to vote, fucking monster Brad raven Looney party or fucking
1: and that's tempting um, sometimes that yes, is, it really is. and there's a
2: there's a local guy here um there's a local like cornish party Maybe maybe been Colonel Pasties for all right but but i could i could put my vote there but what is that going to achieve in the grand scheme of things i mean apathetically I could argue what's my vote going to make a difference in any of it, but that's not the point. That's not the point, right? If you're going to make a difference and if you want to feel like you're making a difference, then you've got, you've, you've got to put your, arguably, I think you've got to put your vote in either of the big two parties. I just mentioned before at the time in 2019, personally, one of the biggest factors was the fact that I didn't think that Jeremy Corbyn was an electable prime minister, right? Set aside party. He set aside party um, manifestos and stuff. My main reason for voting the way I did was I didn't think Corbyn was an electable leader. And I would suggest in a, what was pretty much a landslide Tory victory, biggest margin ever, Adam, fact check, please.
0: Yeah.
2: One of the biggest election margin margins in history that a lot of people felt the same.
0: And uh, I I I agree with you. And a um, lot of people were wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so so. Mm,
0: but okay. It's, but we, okay.
2: You let, you me, let me just. So, so, sorry, sorry. You say some people are wrong. We'll never we'll never know. You can't we can't say they were wrong because th- it never happened. So you know, I can. It, it's, it's it's
0: been shit.
2: It's a sliding doors moment. You can't say it would have been any less shit if, if I, 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 I can. More,
0: I, I can, I truly, you can think, this is you can one, think you been. This, bro, it's been a fucking shit show, how could it have been worse? They, <laughs> he, the guy has, the Prime Minister, first time ever, has broken the law, what are you talking about? Like the whole thing, we we have had, um, bro, Theresa May looks like a fucking savant at this point, uh, it is it is crazy? It is cra- it cannot have been worse? And the thing is, it cracks me up. It's so annoying, and I don't know if we're gonna have time to do the Jeremy Corbyn talk because it is a big, big uh, uh bugbear of mine. Uh, and can we've we got not, another... Can you not?
2: Can you not accept the unprecedented, unprecedented? So here's. Here,
0: let me tell you. Let me tell you what I can. like I absolutely can, and let me tell you why. And this is goes to what we discussed at the beginning in terms of the media, and this is what has been lost. Jeremy Corbyn was fucking pillaged at every point of the media. Jeremy Corbyn had ignited a movement that had not happened. You talk about that 19 loss, that's fine. But in 2018, he won uh, the leadership race it by a bigger margin than he ever had. More people joined the Labour Party than ever. I mean, had. he was up against um,
2: Miliband, wasn't
0: he? Uh, yeah. But again, look back now. You listen to Ed Miliband talk; the guy, you, you feel like he's from a different fucking class. It's like a nineties footballer. Like it is crazy to look at how far we have fallen. Um, but let me to finish. So, so Corbyn had really galvanised politics more more than we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Uh, certainly, me, who's always been involved in poor politics, I believed in a, another man. Truly, a man who spent his whole life. Facts is not. Bluster campaigning—a man that has spent his whole life uh, engaged in bettering and f- uh, uh, everyone and fighting oppression—who had a man a revolutionary manifesto with real socialist principles gave us a chance to make to to do this differently because it has not worked right objectively. Tory capitalism has not worked. 50 of 70 years they've been in charge. You can check that Adam. It might be like 43. Um, but it hasn't worked. Tory capitalism hasn't worked. He, changed, he gave us an opportunity and he, and he stirred a fire and Tories and capitalists, they, they, un, they unleashed the nuclear bomb. It was the one weapon they had in which they partnered. And, you know, I don't want to get into conspiracy theory territory here, but I think it's pretty accepted that. We know that there are Russian bots who infiltrate our communications system, uh, shape right wing uh, sh- agendas, push those. And we've never seen that happen before. And a man who has fought oppression has somehow, with no facts, become some anti Semite. It is it's, its madness. It's its utter madness what happened to Jeremy Corbyn. And uh, who has, and it's still, all he does is go to work every day and fight oppression and be a normal bloke literally you don't you don't hear scandal about jeremy corbyn the, even when they keep talking about all these different issues within the labour party all he did was govern a process like a, a good manager would do uh, and jews have come out explicitly and saying the idea of calling this man and an semi is fucking me- men- mental so like he, he got fucking ruined and we, we had that conversation and the idea i'm finishing now the idea that um you know, Keir Starmer, because he's a bit more of a geezer, is a better leader than Jeremy Corbyn, a a, a career humanitarian. It, it not only fucks me off, but it breaks my heart.
2: Fair. You know what? You mentioned something um, a minute ago about Angela Rayner. And I would suggest and, and you know, the Tories have, have done their best to blow themselves up so they might not even be needed, right? But... Hopefully. Well, but but Angela Rayner... I mean, the they, they've given the, it a
1: good go. Yeah, the <laughs> soon, and if the this sooner, doesn't work, what would?
2: It, here's here's a, a thing. For me, the sooner that Angela Rayner is the leader of the opposition, the better position the Labour Party will be in. And I think, in general, the country will be off and i think she will make an unbelievable leader of the opposition and eventually leader of this country
1: let's fucking does, hope. Does, just just go back to kind of you comparing corbyn and and starmer for a moment um and whether uh, you're you're obviously a, a much bigger fan of jeremy corbyn and keir starmer that's very clear uh, but that's not the a lot of the population sadly won't vote for those reasons they'll vote because they think starmer's a geezer or they wrote they won't vote for ed miliband because he couldn't eat a bacon sandwich or all that kind of bullshit unfortunately that is how that is why some people make decisions i mean look at look at the brexit vote look at uh, if, if that happened again...
0: But this is fucking bollocks. What you, you're basically about to justify it, it to me. I'm no, not no, trying to no.
1: justify it. I'm just saying that that's the, the, the popular... Unfortunately, unfortunately, the general public is pretty big and the general public are largely idiots. True true facts. True facts. The general public...
2: in. The ones that will vote. So you know, I don't know what the, the Adam. What was the last the turnout at the last election, two thousand and nineteen? Please. I also
0: want to know the years that the Tory government have um, been in power for the last 50, and, uh, fifty. Come on, Adam, man, do your
1: work. And, oh God.
2: The, this is the, turnout. So of the people that of the tip of the people that vote, I would I would suggest that seventy percent have absolutely.
1: Zero clue. Sixty-seven percent of the population. Twenty nineteen.
2: Okay, so sixty so I reckon seventy percent of that sixty-seven percent. What was of the other question? Country, years of Tory government in the last fifty. Okay. Um, I mean, you could probably go post Second
0: go World War. Post war. Yeah. All
1: right. I'm on. Um,
2: that. so I reckon seventy percent of that sixty of that seventy, right? Mm. For argument's sake, have absolutely no clue about policies about manifesto about whatever right they are sheep and you know what to a certain extent i'll put myself in that category right i'm not going to shy away from that historically i have been that person just gone into the gone into the booth crossed the box i've always crossed put my folded it up put it in the box walked out of there given a shit what yeah. i will say is that next time next time i will be a lot more thorough in my investigation i will be a lot more open-minded in my rationale and decision making so if nothing else for this whole shit show right i'm not saying that i won't vote tory right not saying that please but I'm all I'm also, I'm also but also but but, but also but the main, but also saying is I'm not not gonna vote Labor and, and but I want I that. Wanna, but I wanna make that vote based on policies and manifestos that are produced at the time because that has to be regardless of I mean so Regardless of history, you have to vote on what they're going to do in the future because if we keep looking back, we're not going to go anywhere,
0: right? That's a so I've got two questions. So, firstly, I in principle I agree with that, but you cannot erase. The You you can't erase what's happened for twelve years. No, no, I'm not, I wouldn't try that. That's fucking nuts. Like they have fucked us. They fucked us. There's no uh, and I'm sick of the like um excuses we make for the tour. It really, it really gets on my wick that it seems to me, and this is not facts, there's nothing to check here, Adam. You can take a break, which is what you seem to be doing. Um (laughs) I gave um,
1: up on that. I gave up on that last one.
0: It was too (laughs) difficult. Um (laughs) <laughs> we'll have it next week uh, we might not be here um what really gets on my fucking wick is that it feels like the let's just call it the right and there's better words but the right kind of it just is what it is but the left always held to a gold standard and i guess that's potentially due to the you know the essential features of being a lefty in which you want things to be better for everyone and therefore you have to hold everyone else to higher standards and therefore other people are going to hold you to higher standards so i partially agree with that but like you just said like the idea that we kind of like oh we don't know it would have been better how bad did it have to fucking be like what how much credit have this lot got in the bank that we can even see like how we are not it's been shit they have fucked it royally. Not one of us would be in a job if we had the performance of half those fucking clowns. Why we are not kicking down number 10 and dragging them out by the ears? I have no idea. But that said, Russ, you talked about historically maybe going with the flow, doing what, and I'm paraphrasing you to say this, but kind of doing what you always did or what others do or whatever. What has made you change? What is the what has been the shift why do you feel it's important now
2: i think um i say age you know i'm a lot more open believe it or not i'm a lot more open-minded now than than i've ever been to all sorts of different stuff
1: <laughs> where's um, this going <laughs>
2: uh politically speaking
1: okay Thank um
2: you. <laughs> i i as you quite rightly say. I cannot ignore the the last two years, three years, two and a half, three years, pre, you know, COVID specifically. Like, it's
0: been shit since Brexit and it wasn't good before. Don't forget the coalition government. Yeah, Cam- yeah, Cameron yeah. was a fucking Clegg, buffoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who fucks pigs? Dead pigs, whatever. Um, yeah. But at the time, you know, we were all off the, of, I don't want to, I don't want to go back to Cameron and Clegg. I don't want to even go back as far as fucking Theresa May. Cause you know what? At the time I didn't give a fuck and I didn't pay any attention. So, so let's, let's, let me answer your question from a, from a standpoint of where I've actually started paying attention. And that was when we were forced to fucking stay in our houses for no reason. Right yes there was a a, a a disease um a virus let's call it um because that's what it was frankly um, but
1: <laughs> i mean uh, I, I don't need to do much fact checking to agree no, with that um, <laughs>
2: but but the whole um the whole lockdowns the whole you know without being conspiracy guy command and control being made to stay in your house for what was you know, a particularly vicious strain of flu. You know, looking back, look, I look back two years for when we went to lockdown, and I was like, you know, I I just think what the what the fuck were we doing? Absolute lemmings and and sheep, and why nobody questioned it like properly, and there wasn't a massive revolt at the time, like huge revolt. I'll never know because. So you think, civil, civil so,
0: so you think that COVID. And okay. the actions, let me ask a question, COVID and the actions of COVID are more egregious than uh, Tory propaganda around Brexit or Boris Johnson um, lying, breaking the law, etc., etc.
2: Oh, no, no, no. So what, what I was saying is that started my deeper interest in politics in general like paying more attention right it it made me pay attention because i was specifically specifically being told what to do by a fucking honey monster with crazy hair right he was specifically telling me every night at five o'clock that i had to stay at home couldn't do anything can do anything's the loss my kids couldn't go to school they couldn't see their friends they couldn't do anything right ruined the whole generation of children they said well they took away children's exams right like i could go to a whole rant about this but they took away two years worth of children's exams said doesn't doesn't matter we'll just grade you on you know what whatever whatever Bear in mind, they took away, uh, yeah, you know, a year potentially nearly of, of education from some children. And now they're making them do it, exams again where they've missed a year of, of education, pretty much. right? But for two, for two years, it didn't matter. Exams don't matter. Exams don't matter. We'll just sort of pastorally mark you on, you know.
0: Well, I'm not sure they said exams don't matter. I think they said we can't do exams because of COVID.
2: But, but they said that, it, so by... By definition, then, and who's they? they, they well, the, the, the education secretary, the government, they the wrote, Tory they, government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, like, I mean, I'm explaining why that I'm more open minded because I'm now paying more attention. And his, we'd like, like I was trying to say, and I think I've gone a long way about it. You cannot forget history. Can't I can't ignore that history. And and I've been, and I've been involved since the start of COVID when I've really started to pay attention and look at what's going on and and, and explore a little bit, because not everything is, as you've been told, the same would talk about the media. Why do we have to believe everything? Why do we have to believe anything? Surely the only thing that I need to believe is in my hand, that's a mobile phone, or I only need to believe that that's a microphone. If somebody told me what a microphone was, what a microphone looked like, but I had never seen one, how would I know that they were telling me the truth? I'd have to trust them. Right until I did my own research. Until I researched, oh, actually, they were telling me the truth. That that thing that they were describing to me is a microphone. And the same goes for politics. The same goes for, you know, talk about the flat Earth conspiracies or or whatever. Right? People will believe what they want to believe. I've now started to be more of a firm believer in: if you don't know something, try and find it out. If you want to go and find out, if you're that interested in it, if you believe that strongly in it try and try and find it out be yourself and until you're comfortable with the destination that you've arrived at for yourself you don't have to believe anything that the papers are telling you that the media is telling you because ultimately goes back to the agenda that's trying to be pushed the narrative that's been trying to be pushed at any one time and that is what has kind of opened my eyes a little bit and that is why i kind of approach things the way i do now
1: I I want to say something about COVID because I now while I while I think I, it's about as abhorrent as you can get that MPs, including the Prime Minister, were partying while telling everybody else not to. Um, it's not even in the top twenty of things that this Conservative government or previous Conservative governments have screwed up, um, because just look at the rest of the world you know regardless of who was in charge most countries did exactly the same as here and it was it was a frightening time it was a time of fear of the unknown really and i don't i don't think necessarily uh, we would we would have had lockdowns if labor were in charge i'm sure of it like it would it wouldn't have been particularly different um, it it's it's many many other things <laughs> that are more serious than the um, in terms of screwing up now part, party gate is is a, is a separate thing that, that that's integrity is involved there that's that's important but that's nothing to do with screwing up the economy or anything else the the economy across the world is is struggling because of covid and because of a, a war in ukraine and and some and and other reasons um obviously recent nonsense like uh, <laughs> A mini budget has just just made things worse and you've got to question the reasons for that. But yeah, COVID isn't even in the top 20 of things that I, I would blame them for.
2: I don't blame them for COVID. I don't even necessarily... I, I'll
1: react, the reaction to it, I should say.
2: Yeah, and I don't... Like you say, a lot of countries in the world went the same way. What I was saying is that... the. That the actions during COVID opened my eyes more to a wider political game that I'd never never really understood. I'd never even wanted to understand before because I had no interest in how these people operated and, and their politics. And until it started to directly impact me, and you could argue that it directly impacts me through tax, through whatever in any way, shape or form that we live our lives – it, it's kind of indirect when when they when they took away the you know the the liberties that we have rightly or wrongly, it opened my eyes. that's all I'm saying, okay yeah. and I
0: think uh i said interesting uh interesting point because there will be people listening who no they won't <laughs> 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 um not now anyway I won't even talk for others there'll be people like me who think those pricks have been impacting my life for many years. Um, I think that's a good place to finish. We've been chatting shit for about an hour. We didn't even get to half of the big discussion points. We'll save them uh, for another time. Um, You've got the crash of the pound. You've got Brexit. uh, You've got the Labour government. Uh, We've got loads of shit to get to. So um, who knows? We might be back. But... We will take final thoughts, Adam.
1: Final thoughts. What should I talk about the NFL for two minutes? Is that (laughs) how this works? (laughs) I I don't know. I I wasn't sure what to expect with this. It's, it's been a fun, interesting chat. I did. Well, I expected it to be that Um, you never cover as much ground as you think you're going to because you get sucked into things. Um, I'm not sure we've answered any questions um but you could you could have these conversations for hours it's just a pity we're not in the pub there you go that's my final thought I'll I'll
0: go next yeah um I I I know that I want to not only hear so hopefully people enjoy hearing but I want to actively be able to have conversations where people think something different and I'm like what the fuck have you done why Help me understand why. And I don't want that to necessarily turn into us hating each other. And I think I've got to do that a bit today. So appreciate you both. Russ, close us out. Yeah,
2: it's it's been fun. And the most important thing is like we, well, you and I specifically, Craig, are very different people. Mm. Like we're very different views on lots of stuff i mean i can't think of too many things that we generally genuinely share an opinion on um but that's that that's the point point of it is like we shouldn't be the same but what we should be able to do is have that conversation and not be scared of having that conversation and actually have courage in, your, in conviction to say like this is how i feel this is what i think it might not be right. And you might change my, my mind about stuff. And I might change your mind about stuff. It's unlikely, but it might happen provided you're open to having that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think there aren't enough people. And I can, I can relay that to to rugby Twitter and people, you know, all these concussion type type people who, who want to ban tackling and all that sort of stuff. Right. I want to have a conversation with these people because I want to know, what their angle is. I want to know where they're coming from. I want to know why they want to do the things they do. And that's important. We shouldn't ever be scared about having a discussion regardless of how small or large or controversial or or whatever you might feel it is. Because, you know, having an opinion is healthy. Being a sheep, existing in an echo chamber, that cannot be healthy for anyone. And we would not make any sort of change if everybody just exists in their own little sphere.
0: That's a good way to close us out. Uh, this is episode one of the long politics podcast. Uh, we've had, we've had feedback on the name. Uh, we're all right with it. <laughs> um, you can get that at long politics pod. We might tweet, who knows? Um, yeah we might even be back but it's been fun cheers boys cheers craig